This is the Let's Have a Real Conversation podcast starring Dash. That was like AI or something. What happened right there? <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to make him think we had an AI update. I was trying to do something funny, but it didn't come out and I didn't, I didn't want to look stupid. So, I mean, I, I make myself look stupid plenty of times. Oh, me too. I mean, last part, but. I was laying down acting like that guy. <laughs> But yeah, you know, no, I'm Dash, aka Dashing D, aka you know, aka can't hear you, aka none of your goddamn business. No, <laughs> and I am JD, aka He Who Pods, and this is the Let's Have a Real Conversation podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching, listening, wherever you wherever you're doing so from. The treadmill, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all the places that don't pay us. But we put it there so y'all can have access. Right. Because that's what we do over here. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. It better be a real one. No, I'm just playing. What's up? I did not write down and I said I was gonna start the podcast way. So are you saying your thoughts are empty like Drake's pages? Oh god. Not yet, too soon. We starting with Drake? You know, if it's too soon, it's fine. Let's but, just let's know. just go ahead. Let's just start with Drake. I I was gonna I wasn't gonna start with music today, but let's let's start this I mean it's not music. Well, he is music. Okay, so then we get to him later. Listen, whenever you want the rant, you know what I mean? If it's now, I'm cool. If it's later, I'm cool. Let's get, you know, let's get Drake out the way. I mean, he got himself out the way as far as I'm concerned. But let, let me ask you a question. You did... Well, we should start by telling the listeners and viewers what the hell we're talking about. Drake is a poet. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Don't do that to the poets. That's why the poets were mad in the first place. Okay, I'll tell y'all, because she is playing around today. And we got to be serious for just a moment. And so, even though it's kind of funny, but Drake... <laughs> Drake put out a poetry book called... You know the title? It's called, I'll name this podcast later. No, I'm just kidding. But that's what he tried to do. What's yes. it called? Titles Ruin Everything. Right. A Stream of Consciousness by Kenza Samir and Aubrey Graham. Oh, and it's a stream of consciousness, all right. A stream of captions for the baddies. That's all the fuck this book is. And so... <laughs> Ever uh, heard a Drake song? Sorry. Ever heard a Drake song before? You've basically read the book. And, the, and the, that's one of the reviews. That's high snobiety. Said that. And there it is. So Drake put out a poetry book, and 
Real poets were up in arms because they've been putting out poetry books for real, and they have probably not been getting the notoriety that Drake got with this book. And I can understand how it's, it's frustrating to be honing your craft and trying really hard to do good things, really working on your craft and trying to make sure you put out the best product possible. And then some famous motherfucker just puts out the same thing you do and goes crazy. And so let's be a little more specific about what the book is. What is the book? The book is one line per page. That's right, one sentence per page. The rest of the page is empty. It doesn't have fly art, it doesn't have graffiti, it doesn't even have pictures of Toronto where he's from. It is a blank page, one line, and the next line. Lots of them are subliminals and just little weird things that you might just put as a caption. One podcaster joked that Drake put out a book of captions because the quote-unquote baddies are always stealing his lines and using them for captions, and so he gave the baddies a book of captions. And that is not what poetry is. Poetry is not a sentence. Right. right. In fact, you would probably have to put all of the pages together to get one poem. <laughs> because it is literally one line for one page. And some of them correlate. So there's a couple where what's on the left side correlates to the sentence on the right side. I heard, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, the left side said on one, on one part of the book, uh, you love getting dressed up and going out. And the next page said, you don't really know yourself that well. Okay. And so I just would like to say that. Oh, yeah, here it is. You found it? Wait. Those guys are so burnt out is on the left side. And why is this like this? Sorry. Those guys are so burnt, burnt out. And then the other side says, we can smell it from here. And um, there it is. This one doesn't have anything on the left side, but on the right side it says, having trouble figuring out if you're a devil missing a horn or a unicorn. The next one says, if jumping to conclusions was an Olympic sport, on, on the left side, and on the right side it says, you wouldn't have just won my heart, you would have won gold. All right, that's enough for that. Yeah. Um, we ready to talk about Drake's retirement, or should I hold off? Well, I'm going to go on a, to I already said I'm going to go on a rant. And so if you want to get your shit off first, by all means, please do so. Because I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my thing. Drake is quiet quitting, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Please elaborate. I'm tired of it. What is this? It's if you're going to do the it, candles. if you're going to do it, do it. Honestly, the candles, smart. You make girl records, girls love candles, smart. I may not have wanted one, but I'm sure there was a shit ton of people who did want one. You don't think girls like poetry? That's not, what is this? You know how irritating it is to read one line on a page? <laughs> I like to read. I read books. So this offends me. <laughs> okay. You don't think girls... You, you said girls like candles. So I, I'm, I'm asking. You I think girls think. like poetry. I think people like poetry. I think this is not that. I agree with the poets. Who, the people who are actual poets. 
and put a lot of time and effort into their poetry. I'm tired of Drake phoning it in. This feels like he phoned this in. If you were going to do it, just do it. What is this for? Is this... Maybe... Okay, maybe I'm looking at this wrong. Maybe this is supposed to be like... You know when you go to Urban Outfitters and you go to the book section? When you go to Urban Outfitters... I've mentioned them before. I know, that's your spot. They need to, they need to sponsor your pod. Because it's, it's such an eclectic store. So you go to Urban Outfitters, right? And there's a book section where you could get like recipe books, coffee table books, things that are very eclectic, right? Like you could get anything from like a weed recipe book to, I don't know, somebody's memoir, some rapper or singer or whatever, you know? This feels very much like something like that. This feels very much like, you know those books? Have you ever seen those books? I actually have one. It's a suggestion book. It's just a book filled with suggestions, right? So it's not really a book you read. It's a book you put on the coffee table and then maybe you're making tea for someone and they're sitting there, you have company, and they open the book and they're like, ha, 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 this is actually kind of cute. This feels more like a coffee table book situation. So maybe that's what he's trying to do. Maybe this is not actually meant to be thoughtful at all. Maybe it's just meant to be like cute and fun and whimsical. I don't know, but this is weird. And honestly, this is the only thing I could think. Like I could see it being like a hardcover, really slim book that sits on the table and no one actually reads because it's nonsensical to begin with. But it's just there for like aesthetic purposes. Maybe that's what this is. That's fine. If that was the intention, cool. But the fact that he got upset that people were upset that this is not real poetry leads me to believe that he thinks that this is something meaningful that he's putting out. And I'm tired of Drake. I know you're supposed to go on a rant. And I'm gonna let, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have your moment. But I'm tired of Drake. I'm tired of Drake getting mad at people for his own for critiquing his own bullshit. You're an artist. Your work will be critiqued. Whether it's your singing or your rapping or your poetry or whatever the fuck else you do, Drake, people are going to critique it. Why? Because art is meant to be critiqued. You don't get to get mad because you didn't like what people said about a random book of words. It's hardly a poetry book. It's not a poetry book. And about what I said about Drake retiring, I feel like Drake is, I feel like Drake is fucking with us a little bit. I feel like, just announce it. Just announce it. Just say you're done. Just, just say you're finished. Say you don't feel like doing it anymore and then go do that. I know you reminded me before the pod that he put out a, a verse recently. I don't care. I'm, I'm tired of Drake. I'm truly tired of Drake and I, I don't, I can go back to the old music at this point, but like, I'm not looking for anything new from Drake at this point. I don't, I'm sure I'll get a lot of shit for this, but. Maybe not. 
what what has Drake done? I know people liked the dance album. That's that what that's not really a genre that I play in a whole lot, so I can only say so much about that. But Drake, what's what's happening here? What are we what are, what are we doing here? Is this like his You know how Rihanna stopped making albums, but Rihanna is still very much like doing things and is out there and still very relevant to our time. Maybe Drake is trying to find his footing. I'm trying to shoot him bail. Like maybe he's trying to figure out what, what he likes to do outside of rapping slash singing or whatever we call that. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just, I'm tired of it. Like, I don't know. And maybe, listen, I've said this before on the pod, maybe it's just that I've outgrown Drake. Wait, you were saying, you know how Rihanna is retired but still do other stuff? Right, I feel like Drake is Drake is trying to figure out who he is outside of the music. Gotcha. Or maybe even inside of the music in some ways. And I just don't want to go on this journey with him. But I think the reason it upsets me and annoys me and I ask, like, what's going on? Like, do you want to retire? Is because, like, I want, I want rapidly Rap Drake. You ain't getting them. Oh, I know. Which is why I'm fed up. But, you know, that's the way I feel. I understand why people are upset about this and like i said if it comes out and it's a coffee table book cool i would even probably buy it because it's funny but something tells me he doesn't see it that way and that's why like drake have your book of suggestions that's fine but don't try to make us think that what is what is it people say don't don't piss on me and and try to make me think it's raining. That is that is the same. Don't he, don't piss on me and call it rain. Yeah, like let's stop acting like this is like this this profound thing you did. Cuz it's not it's not. It's just not. Maybe if you would have sat down and created actual poems, I could have been like, "Oh, I see that cuz he's a rapper." You know? He writes music. Some people would say he doesn't, but he writes music. So it's not weird that he would write poetry. That's actually, that's probably the closest thing to what he does that he's done in a while. Right. But, and I, I think there's nothing wrong with building a brand. I don't think there's anything wrong with making candles. I don't think there's anything wrong with publishing books. I just want to be clear about that. Do I want rapper Drake to come find us wherever he's living? Yes. But I also understand that when you're building a brand, that means there's a lot of different branches on the tree. And that's perfectly fine. But don't bullshit us either. Don't try to make us think that this is more important than it is. And you know, I'm over here being an asshole. And then we're going to find out that this is dedicated to like... Somebody who passed on or something like that. And I'ma just be like, oh shit, well my bad. I wouldn't apologize anyway. 
Because they don't got shit to do with it, a bunch of one-liners. I understand, but I'm just saying, like, maybe there's a rhyme or reason that I am not privy to. And I, I'm, will, I'm willing to have that conversation um, if it comes up. But I want you to have the floor. But what did he say to the fans? Let me see if it's here. I don't know if it's here. Oh, I thought you had it queued up. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, this was also an album announcement. I thought we were not getting an album, and that's why we got the book. No, this is an album announcement. Wait a minute. Now I'm even more confused. Okay, so this says, uh, well, new Drake is on the way. I love the way whoever writes this. <laughs> They're hilarious. The news is from high snobiety. I'm about to tell credible sources. I don't know if they're a credible source, but we're going to use them. Um, the news came unexpectedly, too, as the musician quietly announced the forthcoming project while promoting his new poetry book, Titles Ruin Everything. Um, the bright blue book is going on sale for $19.95. Home to the musician's other merch, like his Elder Statesman collab. Okay, but... <laughs> Yeah, he announced that he is releasing an album alongside the book. And the album will be called For All the Dogs. So... Oh, and there's like, there's merch for it already. For the book? I guess for the album because he has he has on this hoodie with these puppies and underneath it says hard feelings harder dick <laughs> I did not expect us to spend this much time on Drake <laughs> um oh and what he said was I made an album to go with the book. They say they miss the old Drake. Girl, don't tempt me for all the dogs. So maybe I'll get what I want. Maybe I'll get what I want. Does it say when this album is coming out? Uh, no, but the book... It's out already. The book is out? Yeah, that's why all the poets responded angry. Uh, I thought it was just an announcement that it was coming. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't know when it's coming. This doesn't say. This doesn't say. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it looks more like a, like a coffee table book type of thing. That's what it looks like to me. But then stop taking yourself so seriously when people have something to say. People are always going to, you're Drake. Who's not going to have something to say? Well, I have something to say. Oh, we know. And now that I know there's music coming, I may not be able to go on my full rant because that's part of what I was going to say. But if there's an album coming, maybe I have to put part of this in my pocket. I agree. I feel until, like I feel like if I knew until that till that album comes out. But this is what I will I say. I win as hard. This is what I will say. Drake announced an album was coming. Yep. About a year and change ago. And when the album came out, it was it was not a rap album. 
which is interesting because I told y'all when that album came out, Drake already been playing with y'all because he already don't put out rap albums. And so now, almost a year later, after the dance album, where he didn't rap at all, he puts out a poetry book where there's no poems at all. Drake doesn't give a fuck <laughs> about any of you. You expected a rap album? Surprise. You got a dance album. You expected a poetry book? Surprise. You get a book of captions. All Drake is doing today is using his celebrity and his name to sell y'all bullshit. He's literally selling you emptiness at this point. I won't be surprised if this nigga does some Dave Chappelle skit shit and the album is tracks with nothing. Just static in the background. <laughs> he doesn't care. All he's doing is using the popularity he has to monetize anything. Because were the candles ever really sold? I thought he just shipped them to a few friends or whatever. I think the candles were available for purchase back in 2020. I don't, I don't know at this point. Listen, um, whatever. The point is, Drake doesn't care. He's simply putting his name on things. Once he gives it a stamp of approval and puts his name on it, he knows y'all are going to go spend all of your hard-earned dollars. Mm -hmm. He does not give a fuck if the candle smells good, if y'all like the album, or if you really appreciate the captions. Because this is not a book of poetry. One line on one page is a joke. It should be put out as a joke book. Not a book of poetry. <laughs> because it's a fucking joke. That's what it is. And that's what Drake has been doing to you fans for quite some time. And I have said for the longest, I don't consider myself a Drake fan. One, he don't sing and tells y'all he sings. Two, he only raps when he really wants to. And three, we are now at the point where he's just doing whatever bullshit he wants mm -hmm. and putting his name on it so he can take y'all money. Right. I don't understand why y'all continue to support this tomfoolery. Because that's all it is, is nonsense and a joke. Yeah. Okay. And, that, and that's it for me. That's what I think about this book. Oh, last thing. Yep. Yo, Drake, you don't sing. You can't be mad at the singers who can really sing critiquing you when you fake sing. Now, you can't put out a fake poetry book and be mad at real poets who've been busting their ass because you outsold the whole category with your bullshit. You can't be mad at that. Right. I mean, come on. Like, that's like Jay-Z putting out a cookbook. Of course the chefs are going to be mad. Oh man, all Jay-Z would say, put some vegetables in an egg and that's an omelet. Next page. <laughs> of course chefs would be upset. Because a Jay-Z book would probably outsell everyone at this point. Mm -hmm. So, no, you can't be mad. Stop it. You, you going you go to his show in a couple weeks? Who? He's going to be at the Barclays Center. Who? Drake. 
I will not be at the Drake on show. July 17th. Never been Look to a Drake this. show. Probably never will be at a Drake show. Oh, I've been to a Drake concert. Oh, yeah? You had Summer fun? 16. Oh, well, there Which, you go. Which, if there was a year to go... That was probably it. That was... Yo, when he came I mean, on the stage and said he was looking for revenge, I was with him. I was with him. I said, oh, I, this is great. This is lovely. It was him in Future, but it was mostly him. And it was great. It was a great show. And on, and he had bars back in 2016. He still has bars. Whenever he puts a time and a place in the title. Right, but... That's when you get Drake bars. It can't just be that. Well, I was telling you pre-pod, I was like, well, can we get like a London at 2 p.m. or something? Nah, he just gave know. y'all a verse a couple weeks ago uh, on the Afrobeat. Can we get... I don't know. Um... Can we get like Barcelona at at at, at twelve o'clock? Like what what do we need to do, Drake? Where do we need to send you? And what time should we send you there so you could write some shit that I wanna hear? I don't know. But hey, he's got a new album coming. Maybe you'll hear that on the new album. I guess I'll listen to it for the purposes of this podcast. But outside of that, I don't really have any interest anymore. Like I'm not running to it. I don't if you, my thing is, if you don't care, I don't care. You know what I did for the purposes of this pod? What? I watched the BET Awards. You did do that. We doing BET Awards right now? I'm just letting you know I did it. You know. Okay. Okay. You be stealing my segues. <laughs> I thought that was being a good podcaster, but okay. No, you good. You good. You good. You good. Um, yeah, let's do the BET Awards. Let's do the BET Awards. 50 Years of Hip Hop. That was the theme of the show. That was the theme of the show. There I was think, no host, I even think, though Kid Capri was the host. Right. Uh, Kid Capri and MC Light. Um, there was no host because the writer strike is still on. And this was their way of standing in solidarity. Along with telling us many times throughout the show... From different people that we stand with the writers. They did. However, they did have a teleprompter with things written down. So, who wrote that? It wasn't Patty LaBelle. <laughs> well, you about to get Patty. No. We doing Patty first? Let's do Patty first. This, this uh, Patty, Patty is a fun topic as far it? as I'm concerned. Yes. Here's the thing about Patty. Patty is 79 years old. And I know that we like to say, you know, oh, don't, don't, like, age, let's not talk about age and whatever. But I think it, it's a factor here. I, I spoke about, I think I mentioned it when we talked about Roots Picnic, that Ron Isley forgot his, uh, forgot the words to one of his songs. Yes. And, you know, I felt like Ron Isley is a man of a certain age and... Him being able to get up there and sing and sing that many songs and do that long of a set and not, and, and you know, have a moment where he forgot the words. I want to give him some grace. Okay. I feel like, you know, when the elders get up there on stage. You know, they get invited to do these tributes or they get invited to do these kind of one-off events. 
they're not actively performing. I don't know that to be true about either of them, but they're not actively performing the way that they did at the height of their career is probably the best way to say it. I can totally understand getting up there and just being like, well, shit. Which is actually what Ron Isley said. That is, that is what he said. <laughs> he said, well, shit, I fucked around and forgot my own words. <laughs> and Patti LaBelle did the same. No, she but did not. But technically, she didn't forget the words. Here's what, here's what really happened. This is the part that we didn't see was... Apparently, the teleprompter, she was working from a teleprompter, and the teleprompter was placed in such a way that when the crowd stood up, I'm going to shoot Patty some bell. When the crowd stood up, if only you knew. She wasn't doing that. It was a tribute to Tina Turner. But when the crowd stood up, they were covering the words of the teleprompter. Whoever placed that teleprompter whoever's job it was to make sure the teleprompter was in place where it was supposed to be with the correct words that is your fault (laughs) that is not patty's fault and i will not let y'all do this to patty labelle okay we could talk about anything else and i know what you're about to do i know what you're about to say But before you say it, I just want to make sure we understand that the teleprompter was not in the right spot. And Patty shouldn't have had to deal with that at 79 years old. I'm getting up there on stage and singing for y'all's asses. And y'all can't even put the teleprompter in the right spot? Man, fuck this. I would have walked off the stage. (laughs) JD put on his glasses, which means... Some shit is about to go down. <laughs> y'all ever watch? Y'all ever watch Sexual Intellectual? When JD put on his glasses, that means something important is coming. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Let me put on my glasses. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure that everything was going well over there before I went on a second rant because. I thought we would be on the same page about Patti LaBelle doing the Tina Turner tribute. I told you that I didn't feel that Patti was wrong. I did not but feel that Patti But then I played was... something for you, you did. that I thought might change your mind. No, because I asked when that happened and I don't... It doesn't I... matter when it happened. But I think it does because why couldn't bygones be bygones? How do you know she's still mad? The lady is dead. All right. You going to play it? No. There is... Alright, so let's start at the beginning. Because my co-host jumped the gun. Tina Turner passed. We spoke about it on this pod. And BET Awards decided to do a Tina Turner tribute. That sounds like an awesome idea. Until you get Patti LaBelle to do it. Patti LaBelle... We all know Auntie Patti and love Auntie Patti. But at 79 years old, was that the right choice? I don't know. Also, (laughs) there's a lot of people you could have chose. You're right. There's an entire room at the BET Awards full of singers. And it's still not Patty's fault that she was chosen. No, she was asked. She was asked to do this. But But that's the point. 
if I, I get know, asked right now I'm blaming BT Awards. Right, okay, because I was just about to say and we're gonna get to it you. also starts with, with whoever invited her in the first place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because there's, there's a lot of blame here. They should have fact but checked. But Patty gets part of it. They should have fact checked Patty LaBelle and Tina Turner's relationship. Absolutely, and that leads to my next point. If someone is publicly dissing me, you see? You see what happens when Chris is not here? Who knows what this is even going to look oh like? Oh my now. goodness. You see? A glitch in the matrix. I don't under, I don't like when Chris gets the day off just because there was a holiday. Why does Chris need to go be with his family? Because we don't pay Chris. He is our unpaid intern. And so if Chris can't show up, we got to let him be. Well, Chris will never get paid Here if he doesn't show bullshit. up. If there's audio of someone dissing me, and it's made it to public ears. You probably should not go and get that person to do my tribute when I pass. Agree. BT, what the fuck? Wholeheartedly agree. Y'all dropped the ball. Somebody didn't do the research. After not doing the research, you put a teleprompter in a bad spot. And that's fine. Also not Patti LaBelle's fault. That would be y'all fault, BT. Yep. And the last thing I'm going to say about BT fucking up in this scenario before I move on to auntie is why would y'all think it was a good idea to have Patti LaBelle come do karaoke? I don't understand. Because clearly if the words have to be on the teleprompter, that's what y'all are accepting and expecting. Have you ever been 79 before? I have not. Okay, I realize that as I get older, and I am not 79, I am almost half her age, but what I do realize as I get older is that I'm more forgetful. Could it be that that's why she needs a teleprompter to sing the lyrics? And that's why it's BT's fault for choosing someone who needs to do a karaoke version of the song. She's not doing karaoke. Don't disrespect her like that. You know she wasn't doing a karaoke version of the song. What is it called? All when right. you go to sing somewhere nah, and there's words you, on the screen. I'm not going to let you do that. What's that called? I'm not going to let you call it karaoke. You know she wasn't doing that. She didn't get up there. Because ka- karaoke has a, has a, a certain connotation it, that is amateur. And That's what we got. got. Amateur Auntie Patty. That's what we got. We didn't get Patty LaBelle in all her glory. We got Patty LaBelle stumbling was, over words. It was not her We got moment. Patty LaBelle saying, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm trying. And we got Patty LaBelle, as another podcast said, not even trying to sing at all. Because she could have did something instead of it. If you fuck up the words and the background singers are still going, well then do some other shit. Hold a note, riff, hum, whistle, do something. And you know what I don't what I do disagree with, and I hear what you're saying, but what I do disagree with is apparently she was doing interviews and saying that she loves that song. Stop saying that, Patty. And so now, it's, now let's talk about my, Patty. It's my favorite Tina Turner song. Then Patty. let's talk about Patty. Patty. Let's talk about Patty. Patty, did you miss the dress rehearsal? Patty, did you miss regular rehearsal? Patty, did you miss the part where you're supposed to learn the fucking song? You're not supposed to come to a performance 
where you are the only person on stage and not know the song. And mind you, this was not a small, intimate setting. This was not a 90-person venue. This was not even a regular venue that's not being televised. Because even if you said, hey, bless you. Thank you. Even if you said, hey, Patty's at the Barclays Center. Patty could fuck up at the Barclays Center and no one would know. But this is a televised event, Patty. Patty, Patty, I saw you on Drink Champs. You said your son handles a lot of your business stuff. Your son didn't tell you this was going to be televised. So you came to a televised event and said, fuck Tina Turner and fuck the words and fuck trying. I'm going to just blame it on BET completely. No, Patty. Patty, no. No, no, no. I don't care about your pies or your wives. <laughs> you go shit on Patty's pies. I'm saying in this moment. And her wines. In this moment, we don't care about none of that. I do want to try Patty's wine, but I think Patty favors a red and I don't. <laughs> Patty, don't none of that fly shit matter right now. What matters right now is you disrespected Tina's tribute. Listen, if you don't know the words, shame on you. But at least you could have tried, Patty. And saying, I'm trying, y'all, is not trying. <laughs> she was singing, I'm trying, y'all. <laughs> Listen, I think it was listen. hilarious. I'm sorry that when it, I when I pass, I don't want no tributes from people. Y'all want to tribute me? Put a nice little montage together of me talking or some shit. Do not hire nobody to come up there and do my pod or my raps or read from one of my books. You don't want none of that to, shit. You don't want somebody to go up there and do find you. No, I don't want them to come up there and do anything. Because they gonna fuck around and say, I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. No, no. You you don't want that? No. No? No. Especially, what did somebody say? Don't have Drake up there. Somebody on Twitter said, especially not the ops. Yeah. Come on, son. We have public audio of you talking shit about this person. She calls her a heifer. Come on, She calls her a heifer. And you know, for people that age. Oh, that's the ultimate. That is. You might, that you might as well have called her a fat bitch. That is what that means. Yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that is pretty much what that means. Yeah. Okay. So yes, the the clip, the audio clip of her talking about Tina Turner is fucked up. I do want to acknowledge that it's fucked up. And no, I don't think that it was a good choice in terms of uh, like. That's like, I don't know. That's like, I don't want to say that because then people are going to say Like, you oh. can't have Nas doing the Jay-Z tribute. Come on. Or I was going to say, you can't have Carrie Hilson doing the Beyonce tribute. No, exactly. Like, it doesn't, first of all, the like my Like the, Prince doing the Michael Jackson tribute. The Beehive would riot. But, <laughs> like, they would burn the whole house down. But Drake doing the Kanye tribute. Right, exactly. It doesn't it doesn't really make Jim sense. Jones doing the push it's and no, until until you play that for me, I had no idea that that was a thing. Um I still think that in terms of her missing the words, I don't think that I think that it was I don't think that she would want to be embarrassed like that like i don't but no one does right but i guess what i'm saying is i don't think because i feel like some people were trying to imply that her doing that was intentional 
Yes, there that is that is what some people believe. I don't know that because in order to do that, that would be the final fuck you. In order to he who laughs last laughs best. But in order to do that, you would also have to embarrass yourself. And I just feel like the people from the old school, they're they they're not interested in in doing that, which is precisely why she was like, I'm trying y'all. And she acknowledged the audience while she forgot. Oh, I disagree with that. I I think sometimes you sacrifice a little bit of yourself to make the other person look real bad. It's like throwing a game. It's like, oh, this person been shitting on me the whole time. We end up on the same basketball team. Oh, suddenly I can't shoot. And I guess you, you I said I can't. That. You said I can't hit threes, right? Oh, I can't. Then I'm missing all my threes. I understand that. I'm not. I'm not disputing that. That that happens. I know that that happens. But I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't. I didn't get that from her performance. It didn't seem to me like that was. Like she went out there to slight, to slight Tina. Like, but then for, how come you don't know the lyrics to your favorite song? Well, I think it's a lie that that's her favorite song. I think that's. Well, then why would you believe the liar if they messed up on stage? You don't think it's possible that they lied about messing up too? It's perfectly possible. That's just I, I'm just telling you what I what I saw, and I didn't. I didn't gather that from from that. I would have never thought that that was the thing. But hey, maybe it is. I don't know. But I, that's not what I took away from it. Um, maybe, maybe she was being shady. I just, and I also feel like older people have like a different perspective. Like when it comes to, you know, it's like one thing they'll shade you when you're alive, but they don't really like to dabble in shading you when you're dead. So, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. But maybe I'm wrong. I just think what she did was unacceptable, regardless. I hear you. I hear you. So what else about the BT Awards? Um, there were a lot of performances. There were way too many performances. You think My it was too much? God. Three hours of performances? Right, but I guess I guess on one hand It was a concert. It was that no one asked for. Well, I guess on one hand, sometimes people say, oh, there wasn't enough. They gave us three years worth. (laughs) I just feel like you can't please everybody. I think that people would complain if it was shorter and they would say that they didn't get this and they didn't get that. I feel like when you you jam-pack the show... And people get a lot, then people say, oh, it was too much. I don't think that people are ever satisfied. I also think that when it comes to BT specifically, I think that that's something that, uh, that's a balancing act that BT deals with regularly, where its audience is like one foot in, one foot out. Um, and nobody is ever satisfied. They're like, oh, you know, we want more salacious programming. We want more reality and like, I don't know, like we want more love and hip hop. That's probably a bad example considering now they are a part, VH1 is a part of them. But prior to that, like people would say things like, oh, why are your reality shows so safe? 
but then we go to VH1 and the reality shows are more, I guess, authentic or more raw, more gritty. But then on the other hand, you give them something that looks similar to that and then people go, oh, it's too much. You're exploiting black people. It's really tricky, I think, for this particular brand. Uh, knowing what I know and just being a viewer also, I think it's really tricky for them to find the happy medium when it comes to stuff like this. And I think that they were probably thinking, hey, the Grammys did a 50, 50th, uh, 50 years of hip hop tribute earlier in the year. How can we one up them? We're BET. We want to make sure that our show is even better than than the Grammys. Not only that, everyone everywhere who has some association with the culture is doing something for 50 years of hip hop. The one thing that we had an issue with, and I think everybody had an issue with, with the Grammys specifically, was that it went from, it like went through the decades and then it skipped over a couple of decades and then it came into this one. I, I almost feel like this was in response to that. It was like, let's give you the whole thing. Uh, let's give you Lil Uzi and Glorilla, but let's also give you Big Daddy Kane and Warren G. You know, and honestly, for what it was, part of me feels like, and I know, I know the way TV works and you can't just create random tentpole events out of nowhere, but I almost wish that because BET is the premier black entertainment network, I wish that there was like something separate that had been done specifically for the 50th anniversary of hip hop outside of the BET Awards because then I don't think that it would have felt like so much. I think that it, that's what you would have went in there expecting. Okay. I, I think they tried to combine what they normally do with something that could have been its own thing. Got it. And I understand why they did that. It makes sense. It's also cheaper to roll it all into one, right? Sure. If we're talking from a business standpoint. But... enjoyed watching such a wide range of talent um i don't remember a lot of the awards i almost feel like there were less awards in order to make room for more show i could see that because there's certain awards that i didn't like i think they usually have like an athlete award and they usually have like certain awards that are outside of music and i didn't see any of those awards and i don't know if maybe either. They did those outside of the show, which some award shows do. Yeah. Maybe they did that. Because um, I think there's even a podcast category, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. I didn't even know Um, that. Yeah, I think uh, JBP has actually won it before. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just... I thought it was... Oh, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was too much. I felt like they accomplished the thing that they were trying to do. Now, we could talk about whether it was done well or not or whatever, but I think that they did what they what they intended to do, which was give us a lot of hip hop. I felt like what I, what I really liked actually and jump feel free to jump in. We can, you know, 
Oh, we I'm can... trying to get your shit off. No, let's let's talk about it. Feel free to jump in whenever you want. But I think the one thing that um, stick, stuck out to me was the way that they incorporated um, artists that have passed. I like the fact that with Kid Capri in his area of the stage, there was like people on the stage dancing and they were playing music by artists who had who had passed already, like Tupac and Biggie and a bunch of other ones. And they kind of made that its own sort of thing. And it was it, part of the show. It didn't need to be like this huge tribute, but it was still meaningful. Yeah. Right. We still got to hear their music, even though they weren't there to perform it. Right. Um, no holograms. No holograms. <laughs> nothing like that. But I thought that was a really interesting way to incorporate um, people like that. And there was a lot. I mean, like I said, jump in whenever you... Uh... I think it was way too many performances. Mm-hmm. I do like the way they had a blend, a good blend of both yesteryear and today. Mm-hmm. We had everyone from Sugar Hill Gang to... Ice Spice, everyone from MC Light to Coco Jones, like we had. Somebody, yes. somebody said they let MC Light come downstairs. I don't know why people are hating on MC Light. <laughs> I know I don't think it was hate. I just think it was a joke. I think it was a joke to be a joke. They were like they they let MC Light come downstairs so she could perform because MC Light has been announcer for a really long time and honestly girl get your checks I don't yeah. I, I didn't take it I didn't take the jokes as they were hating on her I took it as just it was just a funny thing because we gotcha. never we never see her we always hear her voice yeah but um I think it was a great blend of mm-hmm. old and new it was way too many performances for me but I also don't watch award shows. So I already knew coming in this was three hours. That already did not excite me. Mm-hmm. And then they performanced me to death. I, I was ready to tap out about halfway through. Mm-hmm. But it kept going. And for the sake of this <laughs> pod, kept I kept going. Uh, I will say... Props to you. Uh, thanks. I, I try to, you know, do my job well. But God, that was hard for me. Um... And I did it all in one sitting. I didn't take like 20 minute breaks or anything. I said, let's just get this shit over with. Mm-hmm. I just had one brief pause because I had an outside conversation. Um, but besides that, it was straight through. Uh, I will say the transitions were not good for 85, 95% of it. Yeah. There was really only one good transition that stood out. The rest, I think, were horrible because... They were just not good. And by transitions, I don't mean the old to young or the young to old because they kind of switched up how they did it. Mm-hmm. It just sonically, musically, they were just so weird. They didn't mesh well together. Like, it was almost like, you know, when you're out at, an, at some kind of event and there's a DJ mm-hmm. and the DJ is blending records and switching from one record to another. But then, like, there's one that is not a good transition, and you're like, hmm, you, you put two bad records together. Yeah. That was most of the night, or mm-hmm. most of the show, rather. Most of the transitions, when they did the performances, when it was an older act to a younger act, or a younger act to an older act, mm-hmm. the transition was terrible musically. It was like, who chose these transitions? 
And speaking of who chose, hey, BT, who the fuck chose the songs that the active rappers performed? Jeezy, T.I., Fab? I, I can't even remember all the people that performed weird-ass songs. And I was like, why is this the song they're performing? I'm wondering, though, if they chose their own songs, but maybe they were given, like, a certain era. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it was in collaboration. Like, because I can't imagine that the artist didn't have any say over what they performed. Um, I don't know that that's how that goes. But... It was weird. I could see them kind of collaborating on it and figuring it out. I was very confused. Fab did breathe of all the records Fab has? Because you'd, you'd kind of have to do some sort of and arrange, then, uh, like, you'd kind of have to do some sort of run of show to figure out what the placements would be. Okay, so, yeah. So I would imagine that they worked with the artists as opposed to... But even T.I. did 24s. Them, hey, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would have thought if we were going to... I was confused because a lot of the oldest acts, mm -hmm. they did the record that they first were known for, like the record that broke them. Yeah. But then like T.I., Jeezy, Fab, Fat Joe, I mean, I like All The Way Up. I'm just saying those weren't any of the records that broke them. Or even their okay, biggest records. Joe, so. Yes, but <laughs> just saying, when it comes to the choice yeah. of the record, listen, I'm always happy to see Remy Ma come out and do her thing. Yes. I love that Remy is still active and out of jail and positive and her business stuff is doing well. So leg. anytime, I mean, listen, when she came out to do the one song and it was like crotch cut, I was like, oh yeah, the bikini wax is... It's waxed, yep. Yeah. Papoose, I don't want no beef. I'm just saying that's how your lady came on stage. <laughs> that's how she came on stage with the bikini wax. You didn't see it? No, I I saw it. It was, but it's you very. Want me to stand up and show them on the camera. No, you don't need to stand up and show them. I'm just saying that's very specific. The bikini wax, and then you got the nerve to tell her husband you sorry. That's how she came up on stage to do what was it? Mop? Was it what was it? Annie up remix? Yeah. I would, never mind. Yeah, I don't understand the song choice for a lot of these artists. I was confused. I mean, I'm a fan of all the people I've mentioned. So, yes, I'm happy to see All The Way Up. I'm happy to see Breathe. I can't remember the song Jeezy did, but cool. I'm happy to see T.I. come out and do his thing. He did the Shorty Low song, right? I don't remember what song he did, to be honest. It was too many performances. But what I do remember is... That's not the song that broke Jeezy. That's not Jeezy's biggest record. That's not Fab's biggest. Breathe is not Fab's biggest record or the record that broke no. him. And so that's why I was really confused. Like, a lot of people came out and did the song that broke them, that they kind of like blew up with. Yeah. I think in a way so... there, was a, there was a method to the madness. I just don't know exactly what it was. And I don't think they told us. I think it was supposed to more be a subtle thing that happened in terms of which songs they chose and how they chose it like it just didn't I make sense feel because like you have the they people... did do eras they did I, I almost feel like that's what they tried to do without telling us because that would kind of be replicating what we've already seen okay i can get that um but it's just weird because today we have the people of today performing their records that are smash hits today allegedly mm -hmm. 
whether we agree or not, whatever. But that's what they right. were doing. They were performing. They were performing today's hits. Huh? What it is, ho? What's up? Right. And so that was the best transition I out it was of a good all of them. That's what I'm saying. That yeah. musical transition was amazing. Yeah. Best one of the night. It was. Yeah. But we have people from today doing their hits of today. Then we have people from the beginning of hip hop doing the big record from then. But then the people in the middle, it was like, okay, insert random song. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand that. I'm confused. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think, listen, as soon as it came on and Lil Uzi Vert did I Just Wanna Rock and then Sugar Hill Gang came on, I said, oh. Weird transition. This, but, this is odd. But I saw what they were doing with the, with the hit records. Yeah. But then Fab comes with Breathe, Jeezy comes with whatever record that was, T.I. with 24s. Huh? Yeah. It's weird. And I mean, again, I am very happy to see Remy come out and do her thing. We don't see Remy a lot on these type of things, so we get to see Remy. I'm super excited for that. But that's not Fat Joe's biggest record either. No. I was confused. Now, I want to start a little shit. You know what I, mean? I do want to start some shit. Don't start no shit. Won't be no shit. Speaking of don't start no shit, don't be, don't be no shit. Real quick. But let's pull over for a second since you said that. Because Lil John was performing at Essence Fest. And Essence Fest was on Hulu. It was live. Okay. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> I thought there was a point. It was, but some of the same performances happened at Essence Fest. Like Little Dougie John was like, that. No, but Dougie Fresh was there. And there were other ones, but it doesn't matter. I just... You you said that and it made me think of oh I I saw Little John perform the other day. Got it. So, yeah. Little John has not been on any of these things and I'm very confused as to why I said that last time with the Grammys and I have to say again BT I did not see any Little John and Little John was a big part of a certain era he was. and I don't understand how the guy who basically had produced. Every record on the radio for two years is not part of the music for that time. Which which is really interesting because them franchise boys were there, right? They're the ones who do, oh, I think they like me. I don't remember them coming out. Oh, I, they performed, oh, I think they like me though, right? That song was performed? That. I don't think so. Maybe I'm fusing the two. The two shows oh, together yeah, so. because he did bring out them franchise boys they did yep they did white tea and that's where that should have been when d4l came out that's what i'm thinking of d4l came out on the bet awards but that's around the time that little john yeah, and we got yin yang twins doing the whisper song right that's when little john should have been there yeah Cause how do you how do you how do you do it like without to the window can I play with your penny line? Exactly. Now I want to start some shit. Episode one. That was my first mention of that line. <laughs> gotcha. Mm -hmm. I think Buster. What it is right now. During his performance. Yep. I think Buster's set was better than last year when Diddy's. When Diddy performed. I can see that. 
I think Busta did a much better performance than Diddy's performance last year. I can see that. And I know Busta went out there and said, we got to stop dividing each other and beefing. And look what you're doing. I'm starting some shit. We got a pod. Won't be no shit if you don't start no and shit. And I'm starting some shit. We, yeah. got, we got a pod. This is entertainment. I want to be entertaining. Who you think had the better performance? Busta this year or Diddy last year? And then I'm going to start some other shit right after that. I thought Busta was great because there was a lot of variety in what Busta did. And I just think that, I mean, Diddy is great and everything that Diddy has done is great. And his son's always dance moves. Yes, of course. That's fine. I mean, that's that's the son. But, and everyone who came up under Diddy, you know, is important to me in terms of my love for music. But I do think that when you're speaking, when if you have to compare the two of them, the thing about Busta is that Busta is just a really interesting artist, right? Uh-huh. And... Busta is hella entertaining in his own right. Yes. And then, you know, when he brings out whoever he brings out, it just enhances it even more. Yes. Obviously, a terrible performance could happen. I'm not saying that it's impossible for him to give a terrible performance, but I do feel like Busta has a leg up because of the way he raps, because of the fact that, like, he, he had he's so specific in the way that he sounds and the way his songs sound that it's almost it is almost impossible for anyone to anyone of his peers if you're going to try to compare them it's almost impossible for you to compare because it's just going to be different that's what makes Busta so cool and and so great is that he's and I've said this before he's just a a way more interesting artist in terms of his sound and the way he raps and the way he can switch up you know one minute he's rapping really fast and the next minute he could slow it down and just it's hard to it's hard for me to compare him and Diddy so Busta's performance was better yes thank you okay now I'd like to go to the videotape because I still have an, I have something interesting to bring up that I'm getting my specs for this one. Okay. Now I'm starting some shit. And so I found a list here because I was very curious as Busta was giving his long ass speech mm-hmm. about... He said he was crying because he was overwhelmed and excited. But man, they took so long to do this. And I thought... That sounds ungrateful. I thought, wow, that sounds really weird. <laughs> yeah. Who else has gotten a Lifetime Achievement Award? From BET. From BET. Okay. And so I Googled it, and good old Billboard had my back. And so here well, is you a know, list if of... anybody wants to start some shit, it's Billboard. And, and that's why I went to Billboard. And so it says, here are all the recipients of BET's Lifetime Achievement Award. I'm going to start way back and read these off very quickly for y'all. What did your phone just... I zipped all the way to the bottom of the article. I was like, that is You see, that's why you should be hardly minding your business. Okay, so it starts in 2001. Whatever. (laughs) It starts in 2001, Whitney Houston. Then 2002, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. 2003, James Brown. 
2004, The Isley Brothers, 2005, Gladys Knight, 2006, Shaka Khan, 2007. There's a lot of bias there. There was definitely a specific kind of artist they were going for in those, but it's a Lifetime Achievement Award also, so. I was trying to read the list. Sorry, I, I'm, try, I'm just trying to make conversation. But let me finish the list. Because we, it's a pod. I wanted to get through the list. All right, go do the list. I'll, then, I'll then, then we, you know what I mean? I, I just, you know, ad living a little bit. 2007, Diana Ross. 2008, Al Green. 2009, The OJs. 2010, Prince. 2011, Prince had to wait all the way till 2010. Oh, Patty. Patty got it too. Patty and Busta in the same category. That's nice. Go, Miss Patty. You go, Patty. Oh, man. This is funny. Listen. Y'all not... I'm not going to let y'all shit on Patty, all right? I'm not letting anybody shit on Patty. 2012. Okay, not, not Dwayne Wayne's mom. 2012, Maze featuring Frankie, Frankie Beverly. Hey! 2013, Charlie Wilson. 2014, Lionel Richie. 2015, Smokey Robinson. Okay, so then we got, we, we, we covered the, they were covering the, the older artists first, it seems. I mean, other than like Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston was probably the youngest one on that list. I 2016. Say. Samuel motherfucking Jackson. Hey! We love it. We love to see it. Can't wait to see Secret Invasion. Holler. <laughs> 20, 2017, new edition. Let, let it roll pile up so I could just binge him all in one day. I hear that. <laughs> 2017 was new edition. Okay, we got a little younger there. 2018, Anita Baker. Okay. 2019, Miss Thighs, Mary J. Bly. Hey, we love the thighs over here on the Let's Have a Real Conversation. There was podcast. no 2020. There was no awards. 2021, Queen Latifah. Okay, so we got young. We we went younger because that's what it's. Which for a lifetime achievement award, it makes sense why all of those people were before people who's younger than them. 2022. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so we just started getting to people of the, that era. Sean Diddy Combs, 2022, and this year, 2023. Busted and wait long for nothing. Busted rhymes. Everybody so, who was before him should have been before him. I mean, you could debate Diddy and, and who was before Diddy? Queen Latifah. You could debate Diddy and Queen Latifah, but you can't debate the other ones. I mean, you can, but they're older. It's a lifetime achievement award. Why would Busta be further to the top? The only person that I think maybe people might argue could be moved around would be Whitney Houston because of the fact that it's a lifetime achievement award and she's younger than a lot of those people on that list. I wasn't going to argue that. I'm not saying you were. I'm just oh. saying that's the way I'm looking at it. Like that to me, that's log a logical way to look at something like a li lifetime. That would mean that you had to be in the game for a certain amount of time. 
Yes. And so my confusion is, one, what the hell made them give Samuel Jackson one? <laughs> right. I'm he's, not hating. He's out of place in that. But he's the only person without music in there. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Again, listen, Samuel motherfucking Jackson put some respect on his fucking name. Right. Maybe it was after they realized, because isn't he one that's never won an Oscar or it took like forever for him to win one? Yeah, he won one the same year of the slap. Right. And that was like some honorary award. It wasn't even like one Correct. of his films that he did. Correct. I feel like they was probably like... We gotta look out for our guy. We gotta look out for our guy. He deserves And I'm not mad at that, but I, I do have to say something. When Buster said, man, this took so long, I thought to myself, but are there even rappers getting this award? And you're right. And no, that's what made me good. go to the list. Yeah, they just got and so, the yes, rappers. And so, yes, Queen seems. Latifah got it. She's an MC. Mm -hmm. She's a femc. We know what she did for the game. Right. And she went on to do much bigger and better things. Mm -hmm. And then you have Diddy. Mm -hmm. We have Queen Latifah, mm -hmm. Femc, Legend, Awesome. Went on to do big, better things. Makes sense. Then the next person we have is Diddy. Mm -hmm. Not really a rapper. We're not really not a rapper. Diddy is more known for being an executive, for helping with producing, because he doesn't produce. Yeah, but he has his rap air too. And so, and really, Diddy is an executive producer. Diddy is a promoter. He's a businessman. But I understand why if we're giving Lifetime Achievement Awards, you give Diddy a Lifetime Achievement Award. Man, he has listen. been instrumental in hip-hop, no matter how you look at him. And he was swimming in women with their own condominiums. Isn't that Mace Line? You're right. Stop it. And now... No, wait. Was it Mace? Yes, it was Diddy who said it. Because Diddy, it's Diddy's verse first. That was... It's him. You cannot have... <clears throat> I, I know stuff. I be knowing the words. I know you like, you like hip-hop quotables over there. But I know sometimes. You do. Hip-hop quotables. Yes. JD, a.k.a. He Who Pods, a.k.a. Hip-hop quotables. Okay, carry on. I, I, was, I liked it. I wasn't hating on that. I liked that. Mm -hmm. Um... So yeah, Diddy makes total sense. And then Busta. What it is right now. And that's where my confusion came. Mm -hmm. Because as I was listening to Busta talk for way more than 10 minutes, mm -hmm. and as I was listening to everything he was saying, I also start thinking, aren't there some other motherfuckers who should be getting this award before Busta? Because if we're going by the hip-hop list... Run DMC. And Queen Latifah was the first one. Which raises an eyebrow for me. But she got it already, so we move on. But Queen Latifah was the first one. The following was Diddy. And then Busta? Yeah, it's not... How could you open your mouth to say... They just took so damn long. He don't know. He has no idea that he's he's one of the first of his kind. You number three. Right. And really you number two because Queen Latifah's not a dude. Yeah. So you're the second man 
hip hop artist to get one, and you're gonna say it just took so damn long. Mm-hmm. That was weird for me. And also, why are we just starting to give them the hip hop people three years ago? Well, that I'm confused well, about. But technically, four years ago, but because there was no 2020 show. That I'm Queen yeah. Latifah was 2019. That I'm why, confused. Why are we about. just starting to give hip hop ones out? I'm confused. We've had BET ciphers, which, by the way, I just want to say they definitely missed an opportunity here, because how cool would it have been to have a cipher with some of the old cats, some of the new cats, and some of the cats in the middle? Well, like you could have had Big Daddy, Big Daddy Kane, Fad, and Ice Spice in one cipher. Come on. Well, the, because the cipher isn't a BET Awards thing. Oh, it's BET Hip Hop Awards? It's Hip Hop Awards. Hey, hey, BET, hey, hey, hey. And BET, and, and, uh, excuse me. It's the Hip Hop Awards thing. It originated on the Hip Hop Awards. Actually, I think it originated on the Source Awards, but that's another story. And the Soul Cipher is something they started a couple years ago that they do on the Soul Train Awards. The Cipher has never been a part of the BET Awards. Hey, BET, do that. When you do the BET Hip Hop Awards, put a bunch of random people in the cypher. Let's see that. I want to see the old, the new, and the middle all together. And let Lil Jon produce the beat. Let him come out in the middle of their raps and go, what? Okay. That's Hip Hop Awards. And I'm done with my BET stuff now. I'm like, did, was there a Hip Hop Awards last year? Yes. Yeah, there was. Okay. Oh, so that's probably coming in September. I, I would be curious to see what they do there because they could really go off there. If that shit is three hours, I will not be watching. I don't care what pod. Unless BET sponsors the episode. Well, then we got to get to work then. <laughs> because we're not opposed call, to that. Call your friends. Are we? All right, BET Awards. Let me see if there's anything else that we need to highlight. Oh, do you want to talk about the fact that SZA, I don't think this was actually on the show, SZA and Beyonce tied for album of the year? That's interesting. I think SZA should get it. I agreed with that. Yeah, I did. I know people. that's an unpopular opinion. People feel like um, Renaissance should have gotten it. And she won two two awards for the same song. Yeah, break my soul. Um, I listened to both albums. I didn't even see SZA nominated for any awards at all. She was. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Um, but no, it was fine. She was definitely nominated for album of the year. Um, and I think she was nominated in other categories as well. At least one other category. Oh. But. Um. You don't gotta look it up. It's fine. But they are tied for album of the year. So now, they both win? They both won. Oh, so then who cares? But here's my question. Do you think that do you think that there should be a tie for categories like that? I don't think there should ever be a tie. I agree. But we spoke about that when the Grammys had a tie, remember? Right. I don't like the tie thing. I just feel like, is it because you don't want, like, y'all think that one day Beyonce is going to come back to the BET Awards or something like that? And so you're, you know, just want to 
and make sure. Even though last tie, I was excited because Jasmine Sullivan was part of the tie. Right, and yeah. So I was happy for Jazz. But I also think, like, and I'm happy for SZA. Let me be. Let me just make that yeah. very clear I'm for listeners and viewers. Oh no, I don't give a fuck if Beyonce wins awards or not. It's. I mean, who cares today? Well, I under I hear what you're saying, and I that and that's why I said I, don't I feel like Beyonce is in, and I said this when we had the Grammy talk. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's in the same category as Bruno Mars. Like, yo, fam, once you got a certain amount of awards, yeah, you don't really need to keep getting awards. Like, we get it, and 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 I know as a person who makes music, I probably am being viewed as a hypocrite for saying that. Mm-hmm. But let somebody else get a chance. Every day, tons and tons of new artists come out. There's something like a hundred thousand songs coming out every day on streaming platforms. No, I, Beyonce, I, she don't need to keep getting awards, man. I know y'all think she's the queen, and that's fine. I'm not even disputing that she's the queen or not the queen. But she don't gotta win an award every time she puts something out right. on every platform that doesn't award. Yo, let somebody else win. Fuck that. Yeah. And that's why I respect it so much what Bruno Mars did with the Grammys. When he was like, hey, listen, y'all. I'm going to just sit this one out. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Let someone else get a chance. Yeah. No, I agree. Because Bruno Mars, how many Grammys he got? Eight million? I mean, he don't need no more awards. I agree. I will say this. Uh, there are... You looked it up, Was didn't you? that a tie also? Didn't yeah, I mean, I was just... I was curious about the categories that I was saying that I didn't see. Um, there are categories that weren't. Yeah, on but that's the show. that happens at every award show. The Grammys do that too. They only they only per- they purposely only show certain awards because a lot of criticism throughout the years, especially before more than now, mm-hmm. was that the award shows were just awards and nobody wanted to watch that. Right. Well, I just wanted to point. And out. so now only the quote unquote big awards. Yeah, so I just wanted to you point know, out that Angela even Bassett. Doritos, you know. Huh? Doritos had an award. Yeah, they sponsored an award. Um, what? Uh, Why well, that one need to be? I mean, that's how TV. they pay for the show. Okay, yeah, but we don't. Listen, that's how we get TV. TV is ad supported. This, Listen, that's how we it know. works. We had to sit through the grimace ad. Every two minutes. Now that's what we really need to be talking about. How you gonna complain about Doritos when Grimace? Because it wasn't a Doritos when, commercial. When, when Grimace was on the television a million times, okay? Yo, Grimace, I had to really call somebody and ask him, yo, did you see the Grimace ad during, and there's like the BT Awards, right? The BT Awards? God damn, that shit was every fucking commercial. Ad, whatever. We watched it on the app, so maybe that's why, but jeez. Well, I mean, yeah, Grimace was Grimace and the berries. I'm just, I'm glad I don't eat meat because I probably would have got the Big Mac and the chicken nuggets to go with my Grimace Happy Meal or whatever, Grimace Birthday Meal. You got to get the fries though, because apparently if you don't eat the fries, it doesn't taste like berry. I haven't had it. You got to get off TikTok, kid. (laughs) (laughs) You got to get off TikTok. Let's start. Hey, listen, if you listen to this or watch this. Please, please help send a donation, not for the pod, but we're going to start a get, get Dash off of TikTok fund. And so, you know, if you can contribute, we appreciate it. If not, just call us at 1-800-STOP-DASH. That's 
anyway. One eight hundred stop dash. Just made that up. Yeah. I know. That's good though, right? I know it was on the fly. It was a good one. I tried. It was a good one. Um, yeah, there was another tie. That's why I just uh, Usher and Chris Brown, male R and B slash pop artists. Which I, I don't know what R and B slash pop is, and I'm I'm annoyed with BET for having an R and B slash pop category. Y'all know those are not the same. Gotta talk to your peoples. Because you know you know why I say that? Because then people like, I don't know, Sir or Yeah. People like Snow Allegra or They get grouped in with Beyonce and Drake. Right, when they are true R and B. Yeah. I don't like that. Or like Coco Jones. Yeah. I don't like that. At all. Hey, 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 you know what else I didn't like? That fake unplanned video chat. Oh, with Tiana Taylor? That was weird. I, I, I could have done without that. Come on, son. That, the Google Pixel thing. They didn't think he was going to notice later on they showed us the same Google Pixel? Yeah, I would have done it for the Google check. I'm not going to lie. But it was a waste of our time. It really was. Then we couldn't even hear Tiana Taylor. We couldn't hear what she was saying. It was like Patti LaBelle, but... <laughs> like somebody needs to pass the ox because <laughs> it was like Patti LaBelle. All right. <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna let you do patty like that i'm not gonna let you no. keep shitting on patty that way i don't Listen. like it talk to her i don't like it okay call, call patty's son and ask him to pass patty the phone because <laughs> that's apparently that's how it works that's what he said on drink jams <laughs> That's what she said. They called, they they reached out so she could do drink champs. You see why people can't say anything. And she said her son came to her and was like, "Because then people like you hang on you. every single word." <laughs> it ain't just hip hop quotables, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, gotta watch what you say nowadays. Right. All right. Well, any last thoughts on the BET Awards? No, I'm done. Anything I'm, I'm that done. you would have liked to have seen that you didn't see? I said that already. The ciphers. No, I'm just I'm, and better transitions I'm with just, the music. You know I, I mean, I'm just trying to you know round it up. Maybe oh. there was something else. All right. No, I think that's it for me. We're not gonna talk about um JT, Lil Uzi, and Ice Spice because did you see it? I didn't see it, and I don't. There was you know JT threw a phone at at Lil Uzi in in the audience two times, twice, yes. And I don't, I don't really know what we're supposed to say about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm fully minding my business. Okay, that's fine. Um, oh well, we should just mention that the award that Tiana Taylor did win was Director of the Year, and I think that's pretty big. Music so. Video Director of the Year. Yeah. Yes, and that's awesome. Um, yeah, so great for her. I I didn't know, but I was listening to a podcast, and they were saying that. Um, She's been doing a lot of work with artists mm -hmm. behind the scenes. She's been helping with like executive producing mm -hmm. and the music videos, choreography. I didn't know any of that. And I'm very yeah. happy to hear that she is not only uh, able to bring in, mon able to monetize her craft in different ways, mm -hmm. but also I think it's really cool that as a star, she is helping other artists flourish. Right. I think that's really cool. Right. And I like her nickname, Spike T. Oh yeah, I think that's cute. That's cool. So let's move on from the BET Awards. Let's talk about, you know, it's summertime now. For real this time. Yeah. 
And uh, there's, you know... You want to talk about Chris Brown's summertime record? Well, Chris Brown does have a summertime record. We could talk about that. But I was actually thinking about, you know, something else. That's a person? Yes. Sexy Red? Sexy Red. I'm out of town, thugging with my rows, my coochie pink, my booty hole brown. I'm out of town, thugging with my rows, my coochie pink, my booty hole brown. Pound town, just left pound town. Sexy Red is her name. <laughs> what, what would you like to discuss? I mean, you mentioned that she's you you hearing it everywhere. I have I have been hearing so it everywhere. So I'm just I figured I should bring it up. My favorite podcast played it several times mm -hmm. during their podcast. Yeah. And I was at an I actually was at two different events, and uh, at both events, the entire audience was singing exactly what you just sang, and I said, "Wow." This this is wow. This is where we're at in hip hop. Yep. And so your question is. I mean. It's popular. Yes. It's popular. Palantine. I didn't. I didn't even know that was the name of the song. I can't. So, it's so weird. But I know it because of TikTok. Well, of course. After you just and please, you know, contribute to the GoFundMe because I want the money. I want them. I'm not gonna get off TikTok. But um, I want the money. Why not? You can't have the money. That's the point of the money. No, but don't do like the. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, you know I was about to mention. Yes. So, because <laughs> then you go and buy a Rick Ross a watch, and we all gonna be yeah, confused. No, 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 no. And well, Rick Ross needs some new knees, but anyway. But he is not the. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the person that I want to talk about on this podcast because I don't want him to come find me from wherever I am. So. Pound Town is popular. If, if people want to buy Rick Ross watches with other people's money, do what you do. And then got the nerve. Anyway. Yeah, it's fine. Pound Town. <laughs> people love to get mad at you when they behave badly. It's just... Anyway. Pound Town. Just love Pound Town. You know I'm tickled by this stuff. I don't really care about any of this stuff, but it, it goes viral and I wonder how. It's catchy. That's how. That's the first time and the yeah, where I heard it was TikTok. So it was weird to me. I never realized that the sounds on TikTok are actual songs. I always a lot of times I think I don't know why you're making that face. I a lot of times I think that it's like things that creators make up I don't I don't always think that it's a song that is like playing on the radio I don't listen to the radio oh so I understand what you're saying I don't okay. I don't know what's a popular radio song or like a popular mainstream song versus what's a TikTok sound because okay, so so today it's very different today labels and plenty of artists have come forward and said this today the labels are encouraging the artist to go make a song that can become popular on, on TikTok, TikTok. Which makes sense. Because once it's popular on TikTok, the demand is high. Right. And then the radio has to play it. That makes sense. And so <laughs> artists are literally being mm -hmm. told, yo, go make a TikTok song. 
which is why half the songs that I saw performed on the BET Awards were songs that I had never heard outside of TikTok. Yes. And what I will say is, what I was trying to think about before was Callie. So Callie performed at the BET Awards. She's oh. the one who says, I got a white boy on my roster. Whatever. I can't. That... They, I can't it was after to it was that. after Coco Jones spoke about uh, supporting the writers, With, right? Yeah. Yes. So Callie performed, and what I did notice, to your point, what I did notice before I even saw the BT Awards or anything like that, I realized it was a real song when um, so it had gone, the sound had gone viral, but then one day I'm just like scrolling through um, TikTok. And a video pops up, like an actual music video that it looked like an ad, but it was a music video. And it was hers. And I was like, oh my gosh, wait, this is this is the person who created this song? And it was a whole music video. And I'm like, wait, this is a whole song? Mind blown. Because again, people are so creative. I don't think it's... <laughs> Everyone's just so creative. <laughs> Everyone's so creative. You know, people are so creative that some of the stuff you hear on TikTok is just people in their house creating these things. Right. And now like, with... Like the Carol Baskin song? Or something? Never mind. Go ahead. And, and now that now there's even the DJs have gone on TikTok and they they've created all these mashups and things. So for me, it's just like, oh, this is some homemade you know, sort of thing. I don't ever think, but I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, oh my gosh, this is an actual song and there's a video and this is like a whole thing. And I mean, I would, I don't think I would ever listen to it outside of that, but I was fascinated by that. And so that being said, Pound Town is one of those songs where I didn't realize that it was like a real thing until I realized it was a real thing. And I was like, oh, okay. This is a, like, you can actually find this on the streamer, streaming services and listen to it. And I, I heard, okay. I heard just a few days ago, mm -hmm. an entire arena mm -hmm. shouting that lyric. What? Well, In unison. It's very popular. You know how sometimes the DJs play a record and like some of the crowd got the words some of the crowd don't got the words until you hit a certain... No, these motherfuckers knew every part of what you just quoted. You think she's going to beat Chris Brown for Song of the Summer? <laughs> oh, probably. But that song didn't come out during the summer. Isn't that the thing with summer records that's supposed to be... No, they don't necessarily come out in the summer. I feel like they come out just before and... But that song's been around a while, no? Um, in the last month or two is when I was introduced to it. Oh, I think it's been so, around before that. And maybe it was around before that, but it doesn't We're going to hear it a lot this summer. That's if that's I, the that's question, yes, yeah. we're going to hear it a lot this summer. I mean, if that doesn't tell you, if an entire arena of people are shouting, I'm not going to say the lyric, but, you know, the body part lyrics. What happened? Your coochie's not pink? Uh, my coochie <laughs> is not pink. Let's move on. We can, we can move on. And your clear light is on. <laughs> we can move on. Thank you for being here. This was our pod. Uh, we'll see you again in a few weeks. That was good. Oh.
Oh, okay. All right. Listen, let's let's go in a different direction. I hope so. Let's go. Let's go someplace else. <laughs> Anywhere else. When you got a good one, you got a good one. You hit that one out the off the park. It feels fitting to talk about Cardi B right now. <laughs> Why are we talking about Cardi B? Well, you know, the submarine went down about a week ago, was it? <sighs> yeah. And, uh, you know, one of Not our listeners. <laughs> one of our listeners. Shout out to my man, Dre. You know what I mean? Hit me with a link. And asked me, will LHRC be discussing this? And I'm like, what is this? And then a link came, and it was Cardi B scolding the son of one of the people on the submarine. Because while his parent was being searched for, this is before they announced deaths and implosions and all that crap. Uh, he was at a Blink-182 concert. He was at a Blink-182 concert having a blast. And Cardi B scolded him. Yeah. That's what she did. And so one of our, you know, one, my dude, one of our listeners, uh, my co-host on more than one pod, and my guy, he asked me, are we going to discuss this? And so we're trying to give the people what they want. And so, yeah, Cardi B, uh, she has some things to say. And she basically told him, yo, dude, I'm paraphrasing, mm -hmm. but she basically said, come on, son, you out partying and having a great time while the world is worried and your dad might be dying. And he responded. And he basically said, She's I went out to distract myself. Calm down. That's not all he said. He said oh, yeah, I was paraphrasing. Oh, you found it? Yeah, he said, uh, what a POS, oh, what a piece of shit trashy celeb. And then put Cardi B trying to get clout off me and my family suffering. Sir, <laughs> sir. Young man. Young man. They said, young man. <laughs> young man. All right. YMCA in this mofo. Cardi Sir. B. All right, listen. Let's be clear. Cardi B has her own McDonald's meal. Cardi B is an international star. Cardi B has a deal with OnlyFans. And probably lots of other shit that I'm not even privy to knowing. And way, 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 way down at the bottom of the list, Cardi B is also married to one of the biggest, a guy in one of the biggest rap groups right now. I'm about to say ever. Well. The Migos are one of the biggest groups ever. Ever. Whether, sure. I mean, whether you like them or don't like no, them. No, I mean, I like the Migos. We got, the, real, we got the respect them. No, sure. I just, you know, I try so. to say my words with a grain of salt because, you know, sometimes... Oh, I don't like the Migos, and I have no problem saying that, oh, but actually, you got to put respect on niggas' names. I actually enjoy the Migos as, like, a fun group. Like, I'm not listening to them for, you know, some insane bars or anything like that. But if you want to have a good time, you can turn on the Migos and have a good time. You but, dance. But regardless of how you feel, you have to put respect on the name. They're one of the Free. biggest groups ever. And if you don't believe me, ask Billboard who put them in the top 20. Now... The point is, but. Cardi B does not need clout. Cardi B is a person who, if you don't know, young man, started as a person on Instagram. She was one of the first 
Instagram celebs, one of the biggest influencers ever. She, she created clout. She doesn't need clout from you and your family's quote-unquote tragedy. Young man, have all of the seats. Right. He goes on to say, I went to a Blink-182 Blink concert for coping rather than sitting at home and watching the news. Shame on you, Cardi. Get some class. And then he later said uh, that Cardi B's most recent release releases were trash and accused her of being desperate for attention. No. Cardi B does well on her own. Cardi B is killing She does it. not need this rich whoever to for clout and no. and recognition no huh now this i have to agree with now i have to be honest at first i was a bit shocked to see that cardi b chimed in on this mm -hmm. but to me that's not even the conversation anymore because look where you were at when your dad was dying if you believe they died, which is a whole nother conversation for a different podcast, but that's not here nor, here nor there. We just talk about that off pod. Sure. <laughs> but. I didn't consider that. Anywho. I hadn't considered that, but now that you've said that, a million things just went through my mind that make me think that that could be true. <laughs> a million little things. Yeah. And. Like, yeah. wow, what a light bulb moment. <laughs> now I'm like, wait. And that's why I'm the sexual intellectual. Because I... Oh my gosh, this would make for such a good documentary. I can't wait for that to come out. Oh, I know I'm that, sure. I know that's obnoxious to say, but I think that's a lot better than all the people who laughed at these people who died. I just... I understand people being stupid, but I also don't think that I can laugh at people for dying. I don't... On the road to riches and diamond rings, billionaires do dumb things. Absolutely. Absolutely. But back to the topic. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Cardi's right. I think if your parent is in peril, you probably should not be out at a Blink-182 concert. Especially also, if you're a high-profile person and your parent is a high-profile person. Also, very random that you're at a Blink-182 concert. Also, also, what's that? PSS? Mm -hmm. No, PPS, actually. Uh, PPS? People always think it's the S's that get duplicated. It's, it's the actually P's. the P because it's postscript and post postscript. And you always want more P's. Because <laughs> you're coochie pink <laughs> and your booty hole brown. <laughs> all right. What do you think about all of this? Cardi B and billionaire son. I gotta be honest real quick before you jump in. When I saw the tweets or whatever the exchange, I was thinking, maybe he's not cool with his pops. Well, that was also maybe that's why he's out partying. Yeah. He like, I'm about to be rich <laughs> in this bitch. Hey. Shots. Who wants shots tonight? Shots on right. me. That shots is, on me. I mean, that was always in my mind that... Cause I feel like we all got that one family member. Right. And sometimes, well, if you heard they was in a submarine possibly dying, you might go to a Blink-182 concert. And sometimes it's your parent. I'm not saying it's mine, but sometimes it's your parent. Like, that is a real thing. I think that some people don't have a concept of that. Some people don't realize that there are people who don't... <laughs> 
there are people who don't get along with their children. There are people who don't get along with their parents. That is a real thing. That is actually, dare I say, normal. Like, it's not that far-fetched that a parent and child have a strained relationship, right? So, I think that... I don't think that Cardi B is wrong in what she said. Stop. <laughs> I don't think that Cardi B is wrong in what she said. However, Cardi B did stick her nose in something that had nothing to do with her. Sure. So, and but, I, but I don't, she's, I don't, but she's I, right. And I don't agree with what if, with anything he said. I just want. But just, just, just be, speaking about the optics. Right. Just looking it, it at the way look it looks. It doesn't look good. And I just said. Somebody's I, like, yo, Jay, your parent is on their deathbed. And I'm like, yo, I'm at this J. Cole concert going crazy right, right now. Right. And that looks like son. No, I agree. I agree. I agree with everything she said. I'm just I'm just saying that. And I and I disagree with the way he spoke about her. Because one, which what he said didn't even hold any weight. It did not. Maybe if he would have said something else, but who cares if you didn't like Cardi B's last few releases? They, let me let me let you know, <laughs> sir, young man. Millions. Did. They did. They did well. Right. Like it they did well. And the one that's gonna drop soon, it's gonna do well. It's gonna too. do well also. They, her music is highly anticipated. And it could be shit, <laughs> and it would it, still do well. Cause her pussy holes <laughs> pink. And is that the brown. is that the that the lyric? Her coochie and my, my coochie pink. pink. See, that's my why booty I don't do these things. Let's move on. Pound Town. Just left Pound Town. <laughs> Yo, leaving Pound Town though. Oh, have you heard the whole song? I tried not to. Oh, you gotta hear the whole song. <laughs> I mean, I've heard... She said, I'm in Miami. Too many hoes. <laughs> Yo, I can't even... <laughs> she said, I'm in Miami. <laughs> I can't even do it. It's so funny to me. She said, I'm in Miami. Too many hoes looking for a hoochie daddy. <laughs> Yo, I think we know. I think we know what the title of this episode is. It's definitely Pound Town, okay? Okay, Ew. just left Pound Town. Too many hoes. Too many hoes. Too many hoes in Miami looking for a hoochie daddy. <laughs> I don't know why that's your part, but okay. I just think that's so funny. Oh my god. Yo, when you say too many hoes, that's hilarious. <laughs> Here's the thing though, right? The last time I heard a song with too many hoes in it, it was somebody saying like it was a party record. There's some hoes in this house. Not even that one. It was since too many hoes. Yo. But now I can't even remember that line. Because no. all I can remember is Hoochie Daddy. <laughs> Oh, man. What a record. Got a white boy on my Mars. I don't know why that keeps popping into my your, head. That's your TikTok addiction. You know what I'm saying? That's Stop. The, that's the TikTokification, as Don't. Gary V says. That's what Gary V says, TikTokification. How many times you go on Instagram a day? Uh, listen, I'll snitch on myself. I post and ghost all the time. People be asking me, like, yo, man, you see my post? I'm like, from, from when? What you had on? What it start with? Because <laughs> not what you had on. Because you know that's how sometimes you know. Like, 
Who was you wearing in that one? Right, you know, is where that, you was at? Is that like, the one with the blue shirt? Because right. I, I think that was the last one I saw. Exactly. The one with the blue shirt. Like if you ask me, hey, you see the you see the last clip Chris put up? I'll be like, oh, what well, you had on the orange shirt? There you go. Here's the thing. I don't I don't understand why people ask. Like, okay, let's say you like something, right? And then somebody be like, post. you saw my post. Oh, they ask, but you saying you like the post? Yeah, and then you talk to them later, and then they're like, D "You saw what I posted?" Hey, when you're getting a lot of likes, you might not see the, that that like. Oh. Because if you get a burst of likes, like let's say you get twenty likes in a row, mm -hmm. you Instagram will tell you twenty likes. Oh. Okay, I'll keep that in mind from now on. Because you think they getting low likes? No, it's. <laughs> No, listen, let's have a real conversation. It's not that. It's you just, think they're asking you even though they only had four likes? It's just kind of like... And one of them was themselves? Okay, let's take this off of Instagram because I feel like that one, I understand what you're saying there. But it's even like, um, like when you... We're podcasters, right? Yes. Here's the thing. I've had people try to have a conversation with me about something that I said on my podcast without saying they saw my podcast or listened to it and then I'm like so there's two parts to this the one part is just say you listen to it ask I, them telling I, you they I, heard it I heard oh without saying it yeah oh okay we can scratch this no, this is good. I think oh. this is good for podcast <laughs> listeners as well. Yeah, like I think that... Because that's how I look at it. When I get a phone call or a text like, yo, block, like, let's just say this episode. Or somebody hit me and be like, yeah, I'm with you. Or somebody be like, yo, Patty LaBelle did mess up on stage. Yeah, no, if I... If that's the text I get, I'm like, oh, you listen to the pod. No, I appreciate you. I like that. You. I like that. I, 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 I appreciate that. And I appreciate knowing that people listen. But just tell me you listened. Instead of start starting a rant, like, I no, but I've had people, what I'm saying is I've had people be like, like, bring up conversations casually, like they didn't listen. And they won't just say, I listened. Well, I think that's, I, I, I think sometimes what's known, as my boy Days likes to say, yeah. I think what's known don't need to be said. Okay. Because that's telling you I listened. Like, if we had a bar right now. And I start talking about something from the last episode of Hardly Minding My Business. Yeah. I don't have to say, hey, I saw the episode right. to say, yo, I heard they, uh, I heard they were praising, um, the host of Wheel of Fortune with Ryan Seacrest. Oh, we're going to get to that next. On this pod? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't even know. What a segue. <laughs> All right. Right. I didn't even know. See how good I am? Mm -hmm. But yeah, if I listen to Hardly Minding My Business... And I come to you and say that when we're like out having a drink, right? Then that's that's me telling you, yo, I listen to your shit. Yeah, I think what I'm talking about is a little bit different and probably a little bit more specific in that it's almost like, yes, I do agree with you. There are times where people like I recently said something on my podcast and someone and I basically did like a little call to action. And someone at me in an Instagram post, they didn't say why they did it, but I knew exactly why they did it, right? There you go. So, totally understand and totally make sense. I'm kind of talking about another side to it where it's like somebody who is almost pretending, like, they're not trying to reveal that they, they watched it. 
they're trying to bring up a new conversation and act like they didn't they didn't watch it that's what i'm saying oh i feel like i feel like i would take that as they are saying i did listen no it comes back to me let's move on bring it back ryan seacrest ryan seacrest the new host of Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak, has retired or That's is right. retired. The original host. After 40 years of, Ooh, of what hosting one. Wheel of Fortune. That's right. Um, and Pat Sajak has decided, and Ryan Seacrest has been named the new host. Yes, he has. As he hosts everything else. He is the host. He and is- the, only sup- the only person after him is Nick Cannon. Can you imagine that he just started on... American Idol, however many years ago, and his career has gone crazy. Ryan Seacrest? Since then, yeah. I mean, it got to be 10, 15 years now. Yeah. No, I, when, I, when I say just, and I like, mean just And he also produces shows, I was told oh, yeah. a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, Ryan Seacrest is a nobody. And then somebody from like left field was like, yo, you watch your mouth. He helps produce everything the Kardashians do. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm, that's his production I'm, company. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know. I, I didn't. I don't even watch nothing Kardashian. I don't I know. I didn't know when they were on Bravo. I don't know who produces it. Oh, I don't. But now I'm just saying. They're on Hulu. I didn't know any. I mean, I don't follow anything the Kardashians do, especially yeah. now. I mean, I mean, I don't know what the Kardashians do today, but I'm if, saying, if I'm you, saying he if, been getting all the money. That's, you, that's right, what I'm trying if, to say. If y'all. you had ever seen an episode of the Kardashians and you look at, look at the actual credits, it says Ryan Seacrest Productions on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think as as far as hosting goes, Ryan Seacrest is a good choice. I don't think he's a bad choice for hosting a game show. Like it's Ryan Seacrest, he hosts an American Idol. He can he can hold down Wheel of Fortune, and, and he will hold down any hosting position <laughs> right. that pays above a certain pay grade. Right, anything under that pay grade, he's Nick Cannon got that. Right, Nick Cannon's not. I'm right here. Exactly. What was the movie Nick Cannon did? But it was school. Drumline? No, there's another one where he was like in preppy clothes. It was like the one with Christina Milian. Yeah, what was that called? Love don't cost a thing. No, something with school. It doesn't matter. I don't know what you're talking about. It's fine. So I just kind of feel like Wheel of Fortune should go away with Pat Sajak. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't want to see anyone else host it. That's I, how people I felt like about the, Jeopardy. Yeah, I like the past because I, I don't even like Jeopardy anymore with the new host, and I'm—I don't think there's anything wrong with the new host. I just don't care for it. Not is it Ryan Seacrest? No. Oh, I don't it's know who it is. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, it's the person who won Jeopardy like the most times. Like he's the oh, that's all fly. Time great. That's biggest fly. Winner of Jeopardy. That is really cool. I'm pretty sure that's who it is. That's super fly. Um, I totally agree with that for Jeopardy. It should be the one who. It should be the person who won the most Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. I'm. Oh, asshole. or is. Uh oh. Oh, I'm. I lied. It's actually no. Now it's Ken Jennings. Okay, so they did a bunch of things. Mayim Bialik was doing it for a while. Blossom. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I thought she. Was Whoa. Born. I thought she. Was <laughs> Every time somebody say Blossom, that's what I think about. Did you hear about him dating Chili from TLC? No, but 
hey, whatever works, man. Apparently, he was... But then it came out that maybe they weren't dating and they're just really good friends and, like, their families hang out. Just good friends. You know that song? No. That's Michael Jackson, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. You know. You know, I discovered Leave Me Alone and Just Good Friends around the same time as I was digging deeper into Michael Jackson's discography. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, look at these songs that are great records that no one talks about. Yeah. Just Good Friends. It's a Michael Jackson song. You should look it up. Dig it. I will look it up. Yeah. Who is the current host? Okay. Oh, she is host. Okay, so they, they both host. Since July 2022, Bialik and Jennings have served as dual host of the venerable game show with the duo splitting duties during the regular gameplay season as well as the extra tournaments. Jennings, for instance, is currently hosting the primetime Jeopardy. And that is that was as of Alright, but back to Ryan Seacrest. You think Wheel of you think Wheel of Fortune should end? Yeah, I just feel like it's Listen, Pat Sajak was getting paid $15 million a year. That means there is a lot of people watching Wheel of Fortune. I don't know, which is why they're not going to cancel it. But I feel like some things just don't need to be touched. And Wheel of Fortune is one of them for me. I feel like it should go away. I did toy around with the idea of Vanna hosting it on my podcast. And... I realized why that can't work, but oh, but you did you did let me know that Vanna was looking for some more is looking for some more money, and honestly, I think Vanna deserves because Vanna's been doing it just as long as Pat Sajak has. And the fuck that got to do with anything? She don't host. She turns. She just turns shit around. Right, but and but goes like this. It's my understanding that she's asking for as much as as Sajak was making. And the reason why I say that I think it's fine for her to ask for that money is because I'm. I'm positive that Ryan Seacrest is making a shit ton more than that. I don't know what one has to do with the other. Well, he's the host. He's going to make more money. Why can't she make more money, too? She doesn't have to make as much as him. You know how much Vanna White is making? How much? Around $8 million a year. Okay. Vanna don't do anything special on that show. But she's already making eight million a year for having done it for and that's however, however long. You feel she's overpaid. Let me let me be very clear here. You know she has to stand there the whole time too, right? Oh wow! You mean to tell me you can't find another pretty woman to stand there oh, in a tight dress? The pretty the pretty woman in the tight dress thing. But that's I mean, why that's, she's there. But that's also her job. But that's why it's her job. Okay. What does Vanna speak? Let's say the host is making. Let's Hold say on. The host does is Vanna speak? Million dollars. Okay. How much should, should Vanna make? What does Vanna do? Your pay is based on your contri- your contribution. But your pay is also based. That's on like how a person who says there if you've been there for forty years. That's like a person who says they want equity. If you want equity, it goes based on your contribution. Well, that was not the makeup of the show, though. I don't think that's a fair comparison because that that is. The show was designed to have a host and to have a Vanna. I don't really know what she... I don't know. And, I don't you know see, what, and there lies her, the problem. No, I don't know what her position is called. I'm not trying to belittle it in any way. I just don't know what, it's, what she does is called. And, and, and you've known about it your entire life. Right. All 36 years of your life, you have known Wheel of Fortune is the show I mean, where the lady in the tight dress 
with sparkles every episode, walks over to the stuff, goes like this, and then turns it. She also engages with Pat on the show. It's not like she You've heard her speak. talk before? Yes. How, how many words do you think she says per episode? I don't know, because I don't watch Real of, Wheel of Fortune regularly, and I haven't seen it recently. I don't think she deserves to be making the same as the host. Pat not Sajak was making $15 million. She was making eight. But I, I doubt think eight that million a year is a lot of fucking money to but, turn a number around. But the show is about to change. And so then they should change the person too. Well, let me finish. Okay. The show is about to change. Yes. It's getting a new host. Yes. A host who is probably going to make significantly more than the host that is currently there. I assume so as well. Being that the host is going to change. Mm-hmm. And perhaps may bring in a new audience, right? Possibly. It's Ryan Seacrest. He's about 20 years maybe, younger than, maybe than he the will, last guy. Maybe he will draw in a younger audience. Perhaps. On top of the audience they already have. Perhaps, yes. This is possible. There are a lot of different factors. I also don't know when was the last time Vanna got a raise, so I can't... Oh, it was, uh, I believe, five or six years ago. It was, it's been a long time. So that's why the $15 million that she's asking for doesn't seem like too much. Let's say she was getting a raise every year. She's on a show that probably makes a shit ton of money. I don't know how much it makes. But for the host to be making $15 million and for her to be making $8 million, the show's got to generate a hell of a lot of revenue in yes. the first place. Yes. I'm going to assume that... For a number of reasons, maybe she didn't get a raise, but people are still watching it, right? And yep. again, if Seacrest is about to make a ton of money, then it makes sense. This is the right time for Vanna to ask for more money. And Vanna probably has insight into what Seacrest is going to be making, which is why, oh, y'all got more money in the budget? A lot of times, you don't know that there is money there until somebody else gets money. But you know your worth. Of course you know your worth. And you settled for, for a certain number. So then why not ask for it now? What, once because you... you're asking for more than double what you make. She makes seven. She's asking for 15. That's more than double what she makes. But it's also been five years since her last raise. You think if you had a job for five years, on the fifth or sixth year, after you got your... So, you signed the contract for whatever amount of time. You're still under that contract. Mm -hmm. You think while still under a contract, because a new boss came in, you could say, oh, I heard the new boss is making this much. Pay me more than double. No. You know what that job is going to say? They're going to say, you can stay and finish out your contract, or the door is right there. Don't let it hit you where the good Lord splits you. I think Vanna is old. I think Vanna is not the best looking person today. I think today in the era like of... plastic. I'm sorry? I said they both look like pieces of, pieces of plastic. And if all they need is a piece of plastic in a tight sparkly dress, there are millions of them. If you open TikTok, Instagram... OnlyFans, anywhere. Mm -hmm. They could get any one of those people to put on a sparkly dress and come up there and joke a few times a, 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 an episode with Seacrest 
and say, hey, yeah, you guessed the right phrase. It was family eating dinner. <laughs> okay. I don't think you need to be paying someone more than double. Now, I think the real problem with this situation is she's not increasing her role. She's not increasing her responsibilities. She's simply asking for a fuck ton of money. Now, I think the smart way to do this was say, hey, I know you guys are bringing in someone new who's never done this before. I'm a seasoned vet. Why don't you let me take on some of the responsibilities? Why don't you let me help him come in and do things and ease him into being a full host? Let him be, hold on, let him do most of the shit that Pat used to do, but let me help with these areas where he's probably gonna struggle as a new host. Then you can ask for a raise. But you still don't ask for more than double. More than double? Here's why. But th this is why I'm saying this. Because had, had, she, had she gotten raises over the last five, six years, then maybe she wouldn't be asking for more than double. It could be that she's making up for that missed time that she didn't get a raise. And by the time she lands on this year, if she would have asked for a raise, that's where she would have landed. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm speculating. I also don't know that Vanna didn't do what you're saying. We know that she is going to have to adjust to a new host. She is going to have to figure out how to mesh with him because this is going to be different. This is the person she's been working with for the past 40 years. And honestly, if they say to Vanna they don't want her anymore and she can walk away and they'll give her a lump sum of money and have her move on then maybe she's willing to do that and maybe she also knows that maybe she's fully aware that this could be the end of her time also so go big or go home let me ask for what i want if they don't give me what i want at the at the very least we'll either meet somewhere in the middle because you don't ever just ask for what you want you ask for more than you want so that you could land where you where you want to be somewhere in that realm so I don't, I really don't think it's wrong for her to ask for this amount of money, especially because she made, she's asking for what the outgoing host made. It's not like Pat Sajak is staying on staff and continuing as they are and she's asking to make as much money as him. I think if that were the case, then I would be like, oh, well, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. But I also think that, yes. Yeah, you should know your worth, but the reality of the situation is that's not always how it goes when it comes to raises and salaries and things like that. Yeah, you may know your worth and she may have very well tried and we don't know. Or she may or they may have told her we can't give you a raise this year or we can't give you a raise until until X year or whatever. Right. And then and then then at that point we can renegotiate your contract or something like that. Because five years is a long time to sure. not have your contract re renegotiated she's still on, under when, she, when she's been, when she's been, uh, and we don't know what the contract looks like and how, how that, how often that comes up, but that's a long time for the type of work they do to not have reevaluated that. I think a new host coming in is the perfect time to be like, let me get my ducks in a row. Let me tell y'all what I really want. 
And let's see. She also started working, what? They said her earliest, is uh, her years active is from 1977. I would go out on a limb and say that she probably from the beginning wasn't making as much as she could possibly be making in the sure. first place. And is probably playing catch up now because we know a lot differently today than we did that long ago in terms of asking for what you want and asking what your worth is and all of that especially for a woman so i don't know i don't i'm not mad at it um i think she played herself especially because she recently said she's willing to walk away she said if y'all don't pay me 15 i'm out yeah, and I think she knows that there's probably something in her contract that will give her a nice little nest egg when she's out. Maybe. I think she's playing a long game here. I think she knows exactly what she's doing. I think she is, she's like, yeah, I can leave. And if I leave, if they let me out of my contract, and maybe that's what she wants to, is to be let out of her contract. Maybe they'll let me out of my contract and I'll still be able to walk away with the amount of money that I was promised if 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 I'm let out of my contract. I mean, maybe, but we're about to find out because oh, yeah, they, of course. they're not going to give her 15 mil a year. Or, or maybe they will meet her somewhere a little bit lower. Like I said, she could be throwing out that number so that she lands no, I, I, where she I think that wa- You're right really about that, but be. I don't think that when you're saying I'll quit. <laughs> Uh, I think people do it. No, I, I think I think people do that, and I think it's it it's it's smart because she's still Vanna White. She's still a household name, just as much as Pat Sajak is. When we think of Wheel of Fortune, we think of the two of them, and I think she's onto something in that. Pat Sajak leaving is going to be a disruption for a lot of people. Sure. The same way I'm saying, like I don't like to watch Jeopardy anymore because it's not the same host. And I understand with that, there was n- nothing they could do. Alex right. Trebek was yeah, dying. Yeah, he did as long as like, he could. Yeah. But, yeah. but I can totally see people being like, I don't want to watch this. Vanna and, and Pat are gone at the same time. I think this is the it, perfect it, time it, to do it. It might soften the blow for some people that Vanna is still there. I don't know. Just the thought I'm having. Um, but listen, ask for, ask for what you want. Even if it's crazy, and see where they meet you. And if they say no, and they let you out of your contract, hey, we're gonna have to part ways. But here's your lump sum of money. Yeah, your here's the twenty million dollars we promised you sure. for being let out of your contract early. Vanna is set. I mean, Vanna is already set, but Vanna is set. That's what I was saying. Like seven million a year. I'm chilling. Because if she just walks away on her own, she probably isn't entitled to anything. Well, that's what she's saying. She's saying I'll, I'll quit if y'all don't give me fifteen. Yeah, but I feel like she's she's. I, I feel like there's some strategy in what she's doing. Maybe guess, I'm maybe I guess I'm wrong, we'll see. but she's been in the business a long time, so there's got to be a little, at least a little strategy in there. I I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. We will. What else? So Pusha T and Jim Jones. The beef has escalated. The beef has escalated. You want to tell us? What's going on? Because you know about more than about it more than I do. Yeah. So uh, at Pharrell's Louis Vuitton fashion show, mm-hmm. a clips record was playing in the background, mm-hmm. or was playing during the show. Mm-hmm. 
and they were jabs that we all believe are at Jim Jones. Mm. And I think I have it bookmarked actually. Hold on. Beware of my name that there's delicate. You know I know where you're delicate. Crush you to pieces, I hum a breath of it. I will close your heaven for the hell of it. You think it'd be valid amongst veterans. I'm watching your fame escape relevance. We all in a room, but here's the elephant. You chasing a feature out of your element. And those lap diamonds under inspection. The question marks block your blessings. There's no tombstones in the desert. So Jim Jones responded first with like a little video kind of laughing and he said uh, that's not a top that's not a top 50 verse because remember that was the whole thing he was saying originally on right. interviews Pusha T did not deserve to be uh, <laughs> he didn't deserve to be on a top 50 MCs list. Uh -huh. And so that's his original response to that clip that circulated mm -hmm. was that, uh, nah, that's not a top 50 verse. And then we know Jim went to the studio and uh, he also phoned in the Joe Budden podcast to say a lot of interesting things. I won't play those things, but y'all can look it up. And let's, uh, should we play Jim too? Sure. Shit, I ain't gonna lie. All right, before we even play the record, I think it's interesting he was able to get the beat. Yes. I'm sure they jacked it from something and yeah. looped it, but still pretty fly to respond on the on same, same beat. beat yeah. Got to give him props for that. All right, let's get it. Trash, we gon' let them get a do-over They got you gas, you must think that you the new hover You're a 4.0, nigga, I jumped in a new rover Your brother still jumping the bed and you tell him move over These two roach niggas don't know what to do in no way Call yeah, yeah, you with, but that's what they do to the slaves She was trying to act bad, but we ain't doing charades I really have bombs on the block, it's like I threw a grenade Don't got no time to be concerned with no watch you got You've never been uptown, but I not work up by the poppy spot no, Trying to get illusions when you run up in the hockey spot By 5,000 miles, you turn around and get a choppy chop Walk off is important. The walk off 
The walk off is important. The walk off is important. The walk off is the original mic drop. I mean, that's true. I love a good walk off. Yeah. Especially if you really did, if you really did something, and then you walk off. Yes. Because if you didn't and you walk off, it's like, in basketball, it's that's like still bye. that's still a prominent thing. Like, yeah. like if you play in defense and I shoot and just walk away, you got to. Just it's like I, I, it's like fuck you. I know I made it. I do that when I bowl. Do that when you bowl. I do the walk off. You just. I don't even look. You just. I don't even look to. What see do they it. say? Throw it. What do they say? Yeah, you throw the ball, but I don't know what they say in bowling. I don't bowl. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm being. I'm not joking. I no, don't know. I'm, I, so, <laughs> get a co-host. They say the walk off. <laughs> the walk off when you're bowling for me is, you know, I I, I swing and I just walk off. I don't even wait. I don't even. I don't even listen. Because you know it's about to be super hot fire or not. <laughs> I just you know, I feel like it's it's cooler if you it's cooler to lose or win. Or score or not score, if you just do the walk off. That's why I like the walk off. Got it. It's perfect. Well, in this case, Jim did not think it was no points. Oh no, he thought he won, and that's he, why he, he walked he off. He think it was a strike. And that's when the walk off. A strike is in bowling, not baseball. Not baseball, y'all. Right. That's when the walk off is especially important. When you it's know. letting you know I'm I'm that dude. Yeah. Or do that. You know what I'm saying? Or do that. Or whatever you identify as. Yeah. By the way, saying that we're not sure what Pusha T identifies as is wild. That's one of the lyrics. That sounds like it's none of my business, so I won't. Well, there's a couple things. I, I think it's interesting that he responded so quickly. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that there's a video that's not really a video, but that's another conversation. But, you know, he did a little something. He, he did a little something. He said set up the camera, and that's what they did. And that, that is what they did. Wrapped in front of the store with the old school mic hanging, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, it made me think about LL. Mama said, "Not yes." Out. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. That's and LL was in a ring, a boxing ring, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the hoodie on, and mm-hmm. you know the towel on his yep. neck. Yep, I remember it. And uh, Jim Jones was in front of Poppy Spot, mm-hmm. as he said. Yeah. Getting a choppy chop is kind of funny. Choppy to me. chop was. Funny. I, you know, I gotta say, regardless what you think of the record. This is truly Jim Jones in his essence. Yeah, I mean, he, he's going to say the things that he likes to say. He's going to emphasize the things he wants to, like when the beat cut out for a second and he, you know, he said the one phrase. Yeah. You know, I, and I appreciate Jim Jones, even in battle, still being true to who Jim Jones is. Yeah, I like Because that. some people, when they battle, they kind of try to get in a different zone. Yeah. And maybe we will see that as early. Maybe, yeah. But, but yeah, he was his usual like spicy. He was Jim. Jo- he was stuff, Jim Jones. You know? He's you know he was a little spicy. He's a little funny, mm-hmm. a little silly. Yeah. And maybe also because I'm not from Harlem, I never heard a choppy chop. But I like the wordplay because he said poppy spot, and then choppy spot, uh, yeah. choppy chop. Yeah, hey, listen, I I hear you. Yeah, I see what you he's know? doing there. I liked it. So I like this, and I like that we got music. I said on this pod. I don't want to hear Agreed. interviews. Agreed. I don't want to see tweets and Instagram posts. Agreed. I want music. I didn't like and the subliminals when we were getting the subliminals. So I like this. And now we got music. We got music. We have a clips record with Pharrell going nuts at the end. I don't know if you heard the full record. I did. And man, it's a banger. And 
My man said, all right, well, your banger hasn't even been released yet, but right. we all heard it. Right. So I'm going to snatch that beat. Yeah. And I'm going to say some things. And I'm going to say some things, yeah. And I, I just have to say, I don't know if it was smart speaking about Pusha T's brother. Because I don't think Pusha T is going to take that too kindly. No. And that makes me and others, because another podcast already said this, think that this may no longer just stick to music. And I think that's kind of what Jadakiss was trying to say. Jadakiss was asked publicly, what you think about this battle? He's like, nah, I don't, I don't really like it. You could tell he was uncomfortable and was trying to choose his words wisely. They were like, yeah, yeah, but what if it's just music, though? He's like, oh, yeah, hey, when it's just music, <laughs> it's fun. that's no, beautiful. Yeah, time. You nice. could see his whole, his whole demeanor change when they asked him, like, yeah, but just the music, though. He's like, oh, psh, hey, if it's just music, yeah. then it's all good. So I feel like... People know these two dudes are yeah, very willing to set it off outside of right, music. Yeah, and I don't want to see that happen. And I feel like when you mention malice and say perhaps there was heavy drug use involved and that's why yeah. we haven't seen malice, then that's, that's no nice, as the right. Spaniards say. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's no nice. Listen. And... Uh, by the way, also, Malice can still rap, which we hear on that Clips record. And so now, it may be crew love, as Drake once said. Well, right. I think, I think that the being that it is a Clips record, I think that that's going to, that's going to feed the beast, definitely. Being that it wasn't just Pusha T on the track. I yeah. feel like I feel like this is about and I mean on both sides because Jim Jones basically says it in his response that you know he's like don't let me get the crew together the team together or whatever he says that this like is Cameron about to, said. this is about to turn into a repia set type of but that's interesting because I don't know who the fuck Jim is talking about because Cameron said I don't care what y'all he said Cameron said I know Push is gonna say something about me I don't care. I'm a sports commentator now. I don't rap. Is he a sports commentator? Yeah, he has a very popular... They say it's a show, not a podcast. But it's a very popular sports show with Mason and Cameron. And they're common, they do like a sports show. Absolute Mace, pure sports. Mason Cameron. Oh, man. You haven't seen this? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to look it up on Off Pod. Okay, I'll look it up. But yeah, they dress like... They dress snazzy they put on suits and I you could tell see. they have themes so there's been times when they kind of dress like in in like golf attire yeah. quote unquote there's another clip i've seen of them like in basketball clothes totally but the they yeah they be that. listen those brothers are that, looking sharp that's a good idea mace be having like some where he has glasses on an episode to kind of look like a mm-hmm. quote unquote I know square exactly the look. like remember when he was fake brian gumble yeah kind of like that kind of thing I, it I, is really popular i actually like that idea that it's got that a catchy sounds, name too that's like like i said what i said or something like that is that what that is yeah i think that's the name i could be wrong but i think that's what it is not them taking a nene leaks line and oh i don't even you know i don't know that's a, that came from nene leaks no i didn't say you're wrong from the real house. it is what it is Oh, that's what it's called? That's what it's called, yeah. Oh, I do think bad. there is a podcast called I Said What I Said. Well, they don't say it's a podcast. They say this is a sports show. Oh, and they are saying, like, typing. we're the best sports announcers or started, sports commentators. I started whatever typing it's called. their names into Google and it came, and up. it came up as a podcast. <laughs> well, that's what I said. They say it's not a podcast. They say it's a show. But anyway, regardless, 
Cam said, I do sports now. I don't care what y'all say about me. So he said, let me chill before I get my team mad or whatever he said. And he also said, like you quoted, don't let me get the team together. My apes really do this. I don't really know who the who team is today. About? Yeah, like, because Dipset, maybe he means Jewels. Now, I got to be honest. Jewels is not fucking with Malice. If we're talking bar for bar, Jewels is cool. But this ain't the whistle song, my nigga. Right. Jewels right. today. I, I heard Malice recently, and Malice sound like he ain't miss a beat. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think if it, if it's gonna be a, a battle like that, I don't, I don't, I don't know if. So Jr. Ryder popped up and said, "Hey, don't let them tag me in." But I don't think they're fucking with Jr. Ryder because during verses he was in, he was there and he was not on the stage at all for the Dipset hmm. Locks battle. That's interesting. Yeah, he was told, no, you're not being part of this. So I don't know if he would get, quote unquote, tagged in, as he said. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about record for record. You heard both records. Yeah. What you think? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know which one I like better. Okay. I haven't decided yet. I think Jim has a better diss record. He was okay. very clear on who he was speaking to. He was very clear on who this was aimed at. And Pusha T, if you don't know about this beef, you would hear it and just be like, uh, uh, he could be talking about anybody. Mm-hmm. We knew it was about Jim. We tapped in. But if someone just casually heard that song, and they'd be like, man, this is a good record. But this just sounds like bravado. This doesn't sound necessarily like JD is talking specifically about Dash. When you listen to... Jim Jones' record, it's very clear, hey, I'm talking to Dash. I'm talking mm-hmm. about your blue couch. I mentioned your sister. It's clear. Mm-hmm. And so if we're talking this record, which I, and now I'm going to be honest in a second, but if we're talking about just the two records on which is the better diss track, I got to give this round to Jim Jones. But I have to be honest, I don't think this is all we're going to hear. Right. I think that we have learned from the Pusha T versus Drake beef, that Pusha T likes to set niggas up. And he's very meticulous too. Like that's where I was I heading, could totally yes. see him <laughs> I could totally see him being like, have your summer. Have your summer. And you don't hear from him for a while. And then he comes back <laughs> with something that Yeah. Will blow everybody's mind. I think this is the setup. I think that clip's record purposely being done at this global stage of this fashion show, they knew this is going to get back to Jim. And I'm pretty sure that Push already has several things lined up and ready. Yeah. And he already had a head start. Right. And I'm not saying Jim is a slouch, but I think if we're talking bar for bar, which I already said on this pod, I don't think Jim is going to out bar Push. I think when Push comes with his actual real diss record, not the setup, quote unquote, that I believe this clip's record to be, I think people will very quickly forget about this Jim Jones record. And so, if it stays music, I'm very excited. I can't wait to hear more and more records. Listen, y'all could do this for the rest of the year as far as I'm concerned. I love a good battle, especially in this digital era where they can just keep coming back and forth. Mm -hmm. 
I like it. Because when we were younger, you had to wait for like an album, a Clue mixtape, right. for somebody to go on Funk Flex, Funk Flex yeah. for Angie to play the record. Yeah. That's over today, baby. You can do whatever you want to do it. Whenever the fuck you want. Yeah. So I got to be honest, if we're talking this record for record, I got to give the points to Jim Jones for this one. Yeah. But I think if Jim, you think this is over, you bug it. And I don't think Jim thinks this is over. I think Jim knows... He's just getting started. This is just getting started. Yeah. And so I think Jim gets this one. I hope it sticks to music. And I cannot wait for the Pusha T response. Yeah. Like, I want to hear the next one. I think then I'll be able to make a real assessment of how it's looking. Okay. But I, I did enjoy Jim Jones' verse. <laughs> it was entertaining. Yeah. The choppy chop got me too. Yeah, he had My Name Is My Name. What happened to that boy? Right, yes. The clips. I mean, he yeah, was... Yeah, the wordplay was he good. Was, he was using the, you know, specific verbiage that tells you who this is who aimed he was at. Speaking about. Yeah, he was very specific about it. He didn't, he didn't try to disguise it as something else. He was very, you know, out there with Kanye it. Kanye gave you this stuff. Yeah. You think you're the new hove. Like, yo, you was, you know, this... Right, yeah. No, He's letting I cats guess. know. Like, you didn't hear this and think it was about Wu-Tang. Right. No. Yeah, you didn't hear this and think it was about Drake. I agree. Yeah. Um, I like it. I dig it, too. Like you said, as long as it sticks to music, I'm, I'm down for it. I hope so. I'm, 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 I'm ready to hear what comes next. Um, and on that note, what comes next is the end. <laughs> That's it. Until next time. Adios. Go get you a choppy chop. Right. <laughs>